Hi and welcome to the Zaniel Domes Little Dome with me, Essel Sears. And me, Gareth Gwynn. These are the episodes of our podcast where we look back at a month in Zaniel history. And today I'm going to be talking about December 1989. And how Christmassy is this one going to be? I mean, it's all Christmas. <laughs> I've gone all in on this one. <laughs> Good. Okay, go on. What's, what's happening? Let's first talk about toys. 1989, how old were you? Uh, I'd have been six. I should recognise what's going on here. Okay, you have expectations from Father Christmas, right? At this point. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'd have sent him a letter. It would have gone up a (laughs) chimney. I'd be keen to find out what what his policies are like. (laughs) It feels like this was the last year that was untouched by modern technology. I'm feeling now this is a bit like Santa Claus the movie where in the, in the in North Pole they're all making their wooden toys and then John, <laughs> jo, John Lithgow is out there with his special machines churning out mass-produced toys. The, okay, the, there's some tech involved, but it's not. we're not talking about um, games, consoles and stuff like this. Okay. So, 1989, the top toy that was selling in America was the Game Boy. Oh, right. But in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait for this now. It's like <laughs> Abacus or something like that. <laughs> no, go on. So that, that's interesting. So we, we've got the Game Boy in America. Yeah. So the top three toys, Christmas 1989. Yeah. Number one, the Batmobile. It's an analog toy. I know what you mean. Second toy, Polly Pocket. And then the third was a talking Alf. Alf, the yeah. alien from yeah. the Yeah, like the weird, like, he kind of looked like a, um anteater. Was he yes. an anteater? Well, he was an alien. Okay. Yeah. And very weirdly, this is the second conversation I've had about Alf in a week. I can what? I can safely say I have not thought about Alf <laughs> in a very long time, but I was talking to someone about Alf within the last seven days. And... Do you ever do you ever think that, like seriously, that we might be living in a simulation? <laughs> if we are, I'd hope they'd have more going on than just reminding <laughs> me of a middling eighties. <laughs> American sitcom about an alien. (laughs) No, someone I know was having to watch episodes of ALF for research purposes and they were surprised how many slightly dirty jokes were in it for a show that is basically... Apparently, like, a couple of jokes which were real. Oh, that went over my head when I was seven kind of gags. Um, And it was obviously popular with kids if it was a toy. (laughs) <laughs> and apparently if he's got a string in the back and he pull it, he tells a really blue anecdote. <laughs> <laughs> well, no wonder it was in the top three then. I mean, yeah. I think around this time, either 89 or, or 90, I was given a toy radio station with controls and he could record and there was a microphone. What? I Did would you like, not have one of these? I, would like, I mean, <laughs> let's be honest, that is effectively what we're using now. <laughs> because <laughs> i was about to go i'd have one of them now and then i realized i've got all of it here 
but it had like um it had these dials to sort the levels out yeah and there's a microphone and you could, could do with that now <laughs> yeah, i know i love that though because me and my friend hannah we we use that a lot we used to pretend to do radio shows and stuff yeah that sounds brilliant that was really good fun do you know how yeah. well it works with something called adobe audition because i could really do with that now <laughs> the other one i re oh god i think one of my favorite ever ones one of those um big doll heads that you could do the hair of yes um but it wasn't like you would you didn't put like makeup on it what it had was um you you would put water on like some brushes and paint it paint the water over like your um eyelids and lips and stuff and it would just change color as as you as the water touched. Oh, the... I see. Right. Yeah. yeah. I loved that. So I as really in, you could spend ages trying to do the makeup on the doll, but if you effectively got the doll, just plunged it into a bath. Even <laughs> the same. The effect, effect would be the same. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Did you ever try doing that? Because I would be no. very tempted to have tried to do that. No, but now I wish I still had her, so I could. <laughs> so you could plunge her Stunk. into a pool of water. Yeah. Imagine my kids coming home from school one day and they're walking up the stairs and they just seem like dunking <laughs> this human-sized head into the bath. Oh, Would you like to know what was on the BBC on Christmas Day? Yes, I would. I would, because to be honest, when I was thinking about my December ones, I was thinking the same thing. About, well, what, what what were we watching? Okay, so Christmas Day. This big competition between BBC One and BBC Two for viewers. So half past nine, Eggs and Baker with Cheryl Baker. All my memories of Cheryl Baker as a child are always she's in some sort of kitchen doing something. Well, so me, would... yeah, maybe she was cooking as well. But it, she had Jason Donovan. Tackling a Christmas dinner with Jason Donovan first thing on Christmas Day. <laughs> <laughs> What's really funny here, though, is like with the listing of of her guests and stuff, like it just says Jason. It doesn't say Jason Oh, Donovan. we don't need to say... But we would know. We would know. There was only one Jason in this period. Are you certain it's Jason Donovan and not some yes. sort of puppet no. called Jason? <laughs> it's Jason, Sunita, Big Fun and Sonia. No one needs a surname in that gang. <laughs> No! And Jimmy Somerville performs his newest release. Well, that will annoy all the others who are professional singers, including Cheryl Baker. <laughs> I know. But at the same time, on BBC Two. <laughs> oh, this is going to be like a, the BBC Two at the time was mm. very much the like arts and highbrow channel. So I'm expecting it's got to be big church service, surely. Okay, but think about the time. Think of historically, 1989, what was going on? Fall of the Berlin Wall? Yes. No. What? It's the, it's the Berlin Freedom Concert. On Christmas Day at 9.30. <laughs> yes. That's a funny time. Is that live? <laughs> live by satellite from live. East Berlin. <laughs> Leonard Bernstein conducts Beethoven's Choral Symphony. <laughs> I'm not saying that no one was watching it, but you <laughs> have to wonder. I know, because to have to have like a Christmas concert on, on Christmas morning, fine. 
But this feels a bit too political. Like, just take the day off. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm, I'm aware people will be spending Christmas on their own or will want something good. On their, but there will be people who would have been interested to watch that who will be going like, yeah, I can't really tell the kids. Put Man to Force away. We're, <laughs> we're watching the Freedom concert about the fall of the Berlin Wall. No. <laughs> what a uh... funny piece of scheduling. Okay, great. Yeah. And then 11 o'clock, Noel's Christmas presents. See, this is what I associate with Christmas on BBC One. There was a show yeah. called Noel's Christmas Presents. Have I ever seen it? Absolutely not. <laughs> the trails of it would start in seemingly November. And at 11am, Noel's Christmas Presents. Who knows what happens on that show? <laughs> I, I'm aware it, it was Noel Evans just going around hot, but I didn't. I didn't watch Noel's Christmas Presents. <laughs> I think I could snippets of it, maybe. I feel like Noel's Christmas Parent Presence could be a cover for the gay GB giving information to, like, <laughs> cells in the UK. I was like, and we'll put it in a programme called Noel's Christmas Presence because <laughs> no one's watching. Noel Edmonds wandering oh around. Oh, my God. Hospitals. Yeah, oh. I know. But, um... The, I remember thinking, though, with Noel's Christmas Presence, I... At the time, it was one of those programmes where I didn't know if it was live or not. I couldn't oh. work out as a child. Yeah, yeah. It felt like it should be live, but then as I got older, I thought, well, no, because why is he doing this on Christmas Day? Yeah, that would bother me as a child as well. <laughs> that would definitely bother me as a child. Yeah. Uh, going, well, if this is, if they've recorded this, then it's not Christmas. And if it's, li- <laughs> and, and if it's live, what's, the, what's Noel's deal? <laughs> <laughs> now two o'clock top of the pops christmas show um oh and i haven't heard this name for such a long time introduced the by jack yeah, the queen. <laughs> <laughs> jackie brambles yeah i saw her on a a repeat of top of the pops recently Did and you? had the same thing of <gasps> jackie brambles yeah jackie brambles bruno brooks and gary davis big hitters yeah and then three o'clock, the Queen. Yeah. <laughs> then I'm going to run through the next bit. So then we have bread, only fools and horses, and then the news with Jill Dando. Oh. Mm. There's still some stuff in the news about. I I read something, or was it TikTok? I get really confused now about where I get my news. Yeah. And, <laughs> Sometimes and, stuff and is that's from TikTok. The problem. <laughs> <laughs> Netflix have just done a documentary about Jill Dando, so lots of people. Oh, that'd be why. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. and the weather was read by Michael Fish. Great. Um, yeah, I wonder. I wonder if she'd had Christmas lunch. I wonder if she was reading the news full. <laughs> <laughs> then the film, six fifteen, Crocodile Dundee. That's a great Christmas Day film. Do you remember when stuff like films would premiere on TV? Yeah. Um and how they'd been out for ages. <laughs> yeah, so they'd have been in the cinema, then they'd have been available to rent, then they'd have been available to buy. <laughs> yeah. Then someone in school would have told you the full plot. <laughs> yeah, you'd already been acting them out in the playground. Yeah. And then it would be Then it'd be on TV. <laughs> yeah. So it's nineteen eighty nine, okay? This is the premiere of Crocodile Dundee being on TV. Yeah. It came out in nineteen eighty six. Did it? Three years. Three years. You had to wait three years to see it on TV. Yeah, it would have taken on an almost mythic quality. 
people yeah. the rumor mill would have gone around as to what was in the film <laughs> people would have been expecting crocodile dundee to be a violent porn film by the time <laughs> by the time it finally appeared on bbc one mid-afternoon. and the irony being there would have been a porn film based on crocodile dundee that you would have seen before um then 10 plus 10 jill dando still reading the news <laughs> Pull it, pulling in a shift fair, fair play to jill dando. yeah that, that she's, all... she's gone to the canteen for seconds yeah. in the meantime <laughs> dinner news pudding dinner <laughs> yeah. oh yeah because you can't have pudding straight after christmas no. lunch you have to spread it out a bit so yeah. this works out perfectly for her yeah um in a different top because she spilled some gravy down the first <laughs> Do you know what? This year, I'm going to look for that in the news arena. So I'm, going to, I'm going to check. If someone changes their tie... Fiona if, Bruce. If Clive Myrie's in a different tie at the start and later news, I'm going to be like, yeah, someone oh spilled some God. dinner. That's re- I th- The idea that Jill Dando spilt gravy over her blouse. <laughs> <laughs> because she's just like the rest of us, right? Yeah. <laughs> also, having worked in a numerous broadcast environments... It is quite funny um, seeing most because you, because you're not on air. Producers and you know all the various members of staff who work behind the scenes are not dressed like they're ready to be in front of the camera. Mm. And so when you look into a canteen of any broadcast facility, it is like fifty people, and then there's always on every table like one guy <laughs> or one woman who is dressed. Wedding smart. <laughs> <laughs> what you need to do is you need to end that with, and that's Christmas Day on BBC One. <laughs> Would you like to guess what was Christmas number one? Oh, 1989. Yes, I know this. I know that they did a sort of reunion of Band-Aid five years after the original Band-Aid. And I am going to guess that the original Band-Aid was 1984. So I think this was Band-Aid 2, which was like a very synth-heavy version of Do They Know It's Christmas. Spot on. Yes! Yes! (laughs) (laughs) I'm very pleased with myself. Have you heard it? Um, this is the one I always I always thought this was the original. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear! Because no. it has Kylie in it. Yeah, I know. It had Kylie and Jason. I didn't care about any other version. <laughs> no, it's it's quite. I think when you're used to the original, it's a very strange. I'm gonna I'm gonna list the vocalists: Banana Rama, yeah, Big Fun, Ross, Kathy Dennis, D Mob, Jason Donovan, Kevin Godley. Don't know who that is. Or Glenn Goldsmith, Kylie Minogue, the Pasadenas. Don't remember these them. are all. The, 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 I think it's because Top of the Pops is uh, often repeated, and I often have it on in the background. Those views you're things. aware. Sure. Uh, that <laughs> bit at the start where they just fly through names. Yeah, and you're just like, who? Who are these? <laughs> <laughs> but then they've dragged in Chris Rea, Cliff oh, Richard, yeah. Jimmy Somerville, Sonia, Lisa Stansfield, Technotronic, and Wet Wet Wet. It's a very different uh, group compared to the original <laughs> one. With the except- Is anyone in both? 
and it feels like if someone is in both, it's going to be Chris Rea. Or is this Chris Rea going like, I really should have done the first one? No, Chris Rea isn't in the first one. Uh, th- this is Chris Rea going, why wasn't I in the first one? <laughs> I feel Get like Chris, me on it. <laughs> I feel like Chris Rea went, if you do it again, I'll be first in the queue. <laughs> he came to this one and he was going like, where's Bono? <laughs> I cannot see... That there's any duplicates. Um, is Pete Waterman anywhere near this? Like, is it literally Pete Waterman oh, so, calls? Yeah, so musicians and basically who produced the, the second yeah. one. Matt Aitken, uh, so Stock Aitken Stock Aitken Waterman. Waterman, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll give you a bit of background. So on Friday, 1st of December, 1989, Bob Geldof called Pete Waterman to ask if he would consider producing a new version of the song featuring the big stars from that time. Yeah. Waterman immediately postponed his wedding. Did he really? Yeah. Postponed his... Immediately. Not just postponed. Listen, darling, I'm putting this on hold. I think I've got a better idea for a first dance. I bet, I bet you he rang Kylie before he told his (laughs) fiance, And he began calling up artists. With just two days' notice, on Sunday the 3rd of December, recording took place at PWL Studios in South London. I feel like it was on Bob Geldof to go, no, don't cancel your wedding. (laughs) No, he's not that kind of guy, though. He would never say that. What, Geldof? Geldof was like, pedal to the metal. Yeah. What are you doing on... 1st of December, I'm getting married. Cancel it. <laughs> cancel on, it, cause... but don't cancel the band. <laughs> oh, cancel, think... cancel the vicar, don't cancel the band, maybe hang on to the catering, I've got a plan. <laughs> or bring the caterers to the studio. Yeah. It's like, Actually, don't cancel before, before you cancel the wedding, can I have a quick look at the guest list? <laughs> Do you know what? That's, My that's, God, that's probably, a point, it's probably why they were all free. Kylie, what are you doing on the 3rd of December? Come to your wedding. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and they, they couldn't say no to this because Waterman would know that they were free because they'd already RSVP'd already... for his oh, wedding. Oh, yeah, that's what he's done. He's He's tricked them. They all think they're coming to a wedding. They sit down. The first hymn. Do they know it's Christmas? Oh, my God. I want to find more information about the cancelled wedding. The line says, Waterman immediately cancelled his wedding planned for the same day. So it sounds as if whatever day they were going to record it, I guess. Yeah. So in like a day or two days So time. he did exactly as we were just saying. He cancelled the wedding and then did the recording on the same day. And some of those acts must have been coming. Surely Kylie was invited. The ones yeah. I'm worried about, now we, now I've heard this story, are the um, Rick Astley's of this world, who I feel might have been invited to the wedding, but maybe didn't get invited to sing on the record. Because <laughs> Astley's not on that list, is he? No. No. And also imagine inviting people to sing on the thing and not being invited to your wedding either. Well, the what those ones probably wouldn't have known. That's true. Although everyone would be talking about the fact that they should be at a wedding right now, but we're here in a studio. <laughs> Word would get round. Yeah, when someone turns up with a present. Hi, Pete. <laughs> I know you're doing a charity record, but I brought a toaster. 
Rename it. Not do they know it's Christmas time. Do they know it's Pete Waterman's wedding day? Pete Waterman's wedding. So Pete Waterman turns up to the studio in a limo for some reason. (laughs) Wearing a top hat. Wearing a top hat. (laughs) There's a vicar there. I mean, he's got some free time on his hands. Maybe he's doing percussion. <laughs> Let me find... The most formal signing of the release forms you've ever seen. <laughs> Big book photographer. Hot fist. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, Goodwill to All Men, was December 1989. I'm going to check immediately after this if Band-Aid 2 is on Spotify. It was called Band-Aid 2, wasn't it? Yeah, that's, it yeah, 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 I'm going to make sure that I need to listen to that because I haven't heard it in ages. I'll listen to all three Band-Aids in a row. Um, if you have any information about Pete Waterman's wedding... Yeah, were you um, meant to be at his were wedding? Were you meant to be at Pete Waterman's <laughs> wedding? And did you go to the 1991 version? Um that you have to let us know. The Zenial Dome at Hotmail.com. You can tweet the Zenial Dome or you can Instagram Zenial Dome. Uh, we'll be back next week with another December episode. Um, thanks for listening. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Pete Waterman. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs>